welcome to the Wixpa Podcast, your home for free audio features, shows, and interviews, brought to you exclusively from the Warring Consolidated School of Performing Arts. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the pod. It's been a while, but we have a special guest with us today, a former student who is directing our upcoming production of Dyer Van Frank, Miss Taylor Johnson, Mrs. Taylor Johnson, I should say. Um, formerly Taylor Morrow is a student. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Taylor, let's just start with, uh, you're obviously a former student, I mentioned that. Um, tell us just real quick about uh, what you've done, you know, in Wixpa, what have you done since then, what got you to where you are now, and then we'll talk about the show a little bit. Great, sure, yes. Yeah. So I graduated Wixpa in 2011. Went right to Wayne State University, got my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting there. Um, after that, I got a Master's in Applied Drama and Theater for Young Audiences. I've been, since then, uh, working as an actor, director, educator, um, as much as possible, wherever they'll have me, um, and started doing The Diary of Anne Frank, performing it, playing Anne, in 2015 at the Jewish Ensemble Theater. So I also... W- ran the drama club at Hazel Park High School for seven years. I work at Open Spot Theater Company, so I kind of have a little puzzle piece life that you put together, and it's a great theater career. (laughs) And so you did mention that you uh, played Anne before, which kind of leads us a little bit into uh, partially why you're here today. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us uh, a little more that you played Anne for like how long is it, was it only a Jewish ensemble theater or have you done it anywhere else or anything? Or? Yeah. So I got cast as Anne at the Jewish ensemble theater in 2015. And the way that that works is they do it every year. It's an annual production, longest running production. It's in the Guinness book of world records that we had the longest running production of the diary of Anne Frank mm-hmm. over 30 years. Um, and they would do it every year in March. They would do two weeks of performances in Mar- March for students. So it was all student matinees. Um, so I did that on and off for eight years. I played the role for six of those eight years. One of those years we lost to COVID, which is when we did a virtual production of something called a conversation with Anne Frank, which was a 45 minute interactive show with an actor playing Anne Frank. Um, and then was lucky enough also right before COVID to take the diary of Anne Frank to Phoenix, Arizona to do it there. Phoenix has one of the highest anti rates of anti-Semitic crimes in the U.S. And so we took the show there, got to do it for Holocaust survivors. So it was the better part of a decade. I came back to the show for almost over a month. So it's been a big part of my adult life has been this play. Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously have an affinity for the show. I do. You <laughs> <laughs> spend that much time on it. Yeah. So um, obviously I approached you about directing the show. Um, one was I thought it'd be cool to have a, a student, you know, anytime the kids get exposed to other directors, mm-hmm. I think it's good for them. But for sure. particularly with this show, I thought, oh, my gosh, you just came ringing in my head as this would be the perfect show to bring in a mm-hmm. guest director, especially Taylor, who knows the show inside and out and could probably bring some stuff beyond what, you know, I thought the current staff could. So um I'm interested, how does it feel directing the show when you played it for so long? Yeah. Especially directing, I guess, an Anne that's not you. Yeah, it's super surreal. Um, it's really different to hear the biggest, it's really surreal, but hearing teenagers do it is so different than hearing adults do it. And it's way sadder to hear teenagers tell the story. It's way more emotional, but it is so cool. And it is such a cool, when, 
playing the role ended, I didn't know it was the last time I was going to play it. So this has been a really cool way like to button up that part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been so fun. It's such a good cast and the cast all believes in it so much, which is really great that I didn't have to like convince a bunch of teenagers to care about this topic. They just inherently did. Um, And so to love this story and to love this girl so much and then to have these kids just agree with me has been really fun and we've built something really cool, but it's just, it's been so cool personally to be back here doing it specifically at this program with everybody. Um, it's just been so surreal and so wild and so fun. And I'm already sad that it's already almost over and we're not even at the end of the week yet. So it's been great. It's been an overall very positive experience. So tell me about, you know, you're intimate with the show. What, what, what do you think is the draw of the show? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of shows about the Holocaust. Obviously, it's a true story. Um, which, what, you know, what's your opinion on why this resonates so much compared, I guess, to any other play or story? I mean, pretty much everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you think it is that this show resonates so much more than, you know, other plays? I think there's two pieces to it. Number one, I don't think it's a play about the Holocaust. I think it's a play set during the Holocaust. And that makes it, I think, a little safer for audiences to enjoy because there's less of the heaviness in it. Um, which was always the biggest surprise for me when I read it the first time is that it's talked about a lot, but the Holocaust is actually a very small piece of this play. And so I think it creates a good opportunity for audiences to kind of let their guard down a little bit. Um, the other thing is, is that it's told from the perspective of a child. And being a child, if you think about it, is truly the only universally shared experience of humanity. And so it's you know, everything that happens in this play, the grown-ups fighting, the, you know, the soldiers, all of it is still told through the perspective of a teenager. And so it is just really accessible to anybody. Ooh. Sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> we are doing a recording here at our school. We're in school, a school. So <laughs> Not in a real. That explains the... We're safe. Don't worry, people. Um, yeah, so... I think it it gives audiences, because it then when we hear it from the perspective of a teenager, is it becomes a play about family and about people. Um, and so it's it's easier to understand because every adult who sees this play has been a teenager. And every adult who's read the story has been a child at some point. And so it's a good way of saying, you know, this is the experience. Her childhood experience was this world. Um, but she still had a childhood experience. And so I think it's a safer way on both ends for audiences to kind of learn from the, from the child, but also, um, get to enjoy the like poetic justice of how they lived, even though the circumstances were awful. Yeah. I think it hit me too the, about the show is that it's, I mean, there's a couple of families involved, but it's basically a family, mm-hmm, you know, one mm-hmm. family units. It's just a story about a family. It 100% is. And so for me, I think a big part of it is I've always struggled with grasping is like the size of the Holocaust. Yeah. And, you know, you always heard this number, you know, 6 million, you know, and it mm-hmm. varies 700,000, whatever. Um, but it's just like, gosh, it's a huge number. But other than it's a huge number, it's hard to fathom. Yeah. You know, yeah. what 6 million, what it will. Right. I don't have 6 million of anything. No, you know, right? no. Yeah. But everyone can get their head wrapped around a story of a family because everyone has that. And once you hear that, then you can start to say, wow, there's another story and another story and another story and another story. And as long as I can count for the next, you know, 
12 hours, yes. there's another story and another story and another story. And then you add like a teenager who has a crush for the first time and you have a teenager who's fighting with her mom and these like very universally common themes with the undercurrent of it, it just like humanizes it in such a good way. Yeah. So for anyone still on the fence about coming out and seeing the show, oh, no. they're here in this podcast. <laughs> they saw the the ad and they're like, I don't know if I can make it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or I've seen the show before. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I don't need to. Yeah. So what is your, uh, you know, selling? Why have someone come out and see this particular production? What would you say? So if the thing holding you back is that it's a sad play, I'm here to assure you it's not a sad play. Obviously the ending is not good, but the rest of the play is not a sad play. And it is a genuinely, it will make you feel good because so much of it is about human connection and it is about people navigating how to connect with other people. And it's just beautiful in that way. And also the performances that some of these teenagers are giving. I cannot fathom that these are teenagers. We were not this good when I was at Wixler. The teenager, we, I can say for certain. Um, the performances that some of these kids are giving is just unbelievable. Um, and, a very special thing that's happening is that it's the same set that John Gillespie directed 20 years ago because we're doing it for the 20th anniversary. Um, so to have, you know, the set of the infamous John Gillespie reborn, um, the sentimentality of that is reason enough to buy a ticket, I think. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's cool for Mia, too, as one of the only staff members or the only staff member here there. from when we did it originally, yeah. when I saw the set on stage, I was like, Oh my gosh, it was just like, it was a flashback to it's, it's, it's again, it's yeah. like 20 years ago. It, like, this was it. This was the same thing. Oh my goodness. And it's, it's why the pictures, it, the replication. And it's a fantastic, I mean, for those out there that don't see the show, it, you know, you're missing out. It, yeah. It's a really spectacular uh, scenic design. It is. Um, and all the elements I think it'd be really, you'll be impressed with. Um, so I have one other question I was just thinking of that's sure. kind of just a fun one to maybe end with is, oh uh, if you ever did this show again and yeah. you didn't play Anne, <gasps> uh-huh. who would you want to play? I have a great answer. I have thought about this a lot. And the answer is Meep. Ah. Love Meep. Um, and people care about Meep a lot. Um, when we would did the show, we did talkbacks for every single performance and they only asked questions of the three actors playing kids and me. Those were the only people that the audience cared about. Um, because she carried on the legacy for so long, like she single-handedly kept it alive. I think she's such this interesting character. And she's the only one of the helpers that was not like crammed. There was five helpers. And so Crawler, the other helper in the play is four people and Meep is a real person. And I just think Meep's story is so interesting. I think the life that she lived outside of the annex is so interesting. And like this idea of like when she comes in, it's like sunshine in like a really dark spot. So Meep is so, I would Meep a million times Meep. That's cool. <laughs> I can totally see that. And if for those out there that are interested and there's so much on this uh, story. Oh, yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. A small light. Speaking of yes, me, if no yes. one's seen a small light. Yes. Uh, on Disney, it's on Disney Plus. I don't know what other it's is on. It? I thought it was on Hulu. Is it? I think it's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Wow. Okay. Um, but anyways, look it. it up. It's a great, it's great beautiful. show as well. Yeah. All right. Well, Mrs. Johnson, we appreciate you uh, giving us your time. Of course. And directing Thank the you show. for having me. Of course. It's been a riot and being yes. on the pod. So hopefully we'll see some of you uh, out this uh, weekend to come see The Diary of Anne Frank, 20 years since the last production. There's our bell to end. We'll <laughs> see you later, folks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please follow, like, and share us on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. 
and pick out your favorite seats for our next show at wcspa.net.